0: Bill O'Reilly here. Wednesday, August 19th, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Stocks recover all losses caused by the contagion. The COVID shutdown now impacting our health in many ways. Drug users in Colorado have a new way to purchase pot. Studies show a quick walk can add years to your life. Far-left loons attack Susan B. Anthony, the feminine icon. Also ahead, we will name the nation's worst governors. But first, the stock market rebounding this week, recovering nearly all losses incurred during the national shutdown. President Trump using the strong numbers to attack Joe Biden, claiming a Democrat in the White House would be a disaster for America's economic recovery. A new survey from one poll shows the plague is negatively affecting our health in many ways. 42% say increased foot and back pain is now a problem for them due to inactivity. A third of Americans say they're having more trouble falling asleep. The average adult has gained between five and 10 pounds since March. Drug users in Colorado can now buy pot from vending machines that hold up to 2,000 products inside. While the machines have no features to keep pot away from kids, the only models in operation right now are currently in dispensaries where customers have to show ID. Researchers at Cambridge University in England say a seven-minute daily walk can reduce your risk of early death by 30%. Adding just a short jog to your routine lowers the chances of a heart attack by another 21%. Only half of Americans get more than 10 minutes of exercise each day. Far-left loons turning on Susan B. Anthony just hours after President Trump pardoned the female rights activist who died in the 19th century. New York Times writer Maggie Haberman claiming the suffragist was a divisive figure who relegated black women to the sidelines. Despite her prominent role in the anti slavery movement, critics say Miss Anthony only promoted voting rights for white women. Miss Haberman in the New York Times, of course, vicious Trump critics. In a moment, Who are the absolute worst governors in the country? We'll tell you next.
1: It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield. free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash Carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to CarShield.com slash Carlson and save 20% today.
0: Time now for the O'Reilly update message of the day. After presidents, governors have the most direct power in America. They can directly control what happens to you in our 50 states. Here, in my humble opinion, are the five worst governors in this country, in no particular order. Let's begin with Kate Brown in Oregon. She's been in office since 2015. We've all seen the destruction of Portland, Oregon's largest city. Ms. Brown has refused to call in the National Guard, has been soft on Antifa and Black Lives Matter violent protesters, she has totally botched the entire situation. In addition, Cape Brown proposes raising taxes on Oregon business by $3 billion. Portland is a destroyed situation. Businesses will flee that town. And now the governor wants to raise taxes on all business in all parts of Oregon. In Nevada, Governor Sisolak has been in office only one year. But a few days ago, he and the state legislature, all Democrats, passed a secret overnight bill that would mandate mail-in ballots be sent to all citizens of Nevada without any infrastructure to control possible fraud. So we all know how that's going to work out. Governor Sisolak has had a terrible response to COVID, especially in Las Vegas, which is the driver of the Nevada economy, which is devastated, by the way, the entire economy of Nevada. Many people cannot pay their bills. So what is the governor doing? I don't know. In Washington State, former presidential candidate Jay Inslee has been governor since 2013. Governor Inslee has stood by in Olympia, the capital of Washington, and watched across the Puget Sound the city of Seattle dissolve before his eyes. And what has Governor Inslee done? Did not call in the National Guard, did not ask for federal assistance. The police chief of Seattle quit, and Inslee did nothing. Washington State also faces a $9 billion budget deficit. In New York, Governor Andrew Cuomo is a very smart man, yet he ordered COVID patients to be put back into nursing homes, resulting in more than 6,000 deaths. And Cuomo won't admit what he did. He signed a no-bail law that has driven violent crime up in New York City, dramatically. New York is the highest tax state in the union. More than a half million residents have fled New York City since April. Cuomo is a disaster. Finally, the worst governor in the country is J.B. Pritzker. Illinois, in office for a year, most pro-abortion governor in the country, wants to raise taxes by $9 billion in a bankrupt state, and has watched Chicago absolutely disintegrate into violent crime. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve that message by actually writing it. For more news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com and join our Stand Up For Your Country campaign. In a moment, something you might not know. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. In the summer of 1956, a young 21-year-old musician from Mississippi hit number one on the charts, the song Hound Dog, the man Elvis Presley. Throughout his 20-year career, the King of Rock would rack up 18 number one singles and 40 in the top 10. Presley would sell more than one billion albums in every single format. Elvis also appeared in 10 different TV programs and 31 movies. My favorite was Clambake, which is incredibly bad, but funny. Elvis, a musician, took a two-year hiatus at the height of his fame because he had to serve in the U.S. Army. He was drafted. His time in Germany solidified his status as a worldwide celebrity. Sadly, fame destroyed Presley, and it started in the 1970s. Elvis overdosed on drugs twice in 1973. He even lapsed into a three-day coma in his private hotel room. That was kept secret. Nobody knew. The only person to treat Elvis was his personal doctor, who was prescribing him 30 different medications at one time. By 1977, the young hound dog Singer had gained 75 pounds, could barely walk without a cane, and slept more than 14 hours a day. In August of that year, the King of Rock was discovered on the bathroom floor of his Memphis home. He was pronounced dead on the scene at the age of 42. At the time, doctors reported the cause of death as a, quote, likely heart attack. But of course it was not that. He passed away from drug abuse. And here's something else you might not know. According to Elvis's fiancée, Ginger Alden, the musician's final words at 2 a.m. were, I'm going to the bathroom to read. Her response, okay, but don't fall asleep. She would find the legendary singer, perhaps the biggest pop icon in history, dead
1: 12 hours later. Back after this. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere.
0: Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.